This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, hey, you're... Teacher Moeller's taking out? All right, just a little bit... Well, numb this morning. Joe's had his mouth wired shut. <laughs> Finally, says the audience. <laughs> I think About the only thing that would work is a diet for me. Wiring yeah. my mouth shut. And then I would drink nothing but milkshakes and be 500 pounds. You'd find some way to pour them up your nose with your head leaned back or something. <laughs> I Start know, blending hot dogs like a <laughs> exactly. bear. Yeah. Blending up hot dogs. Ew. Uh, something, something, something. Dimly lit room. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Russia. China. Hey, Mitt, the 80s called. They want their foreign policy back. Except it's Russia and China. So, uh, good jobs numbers out today. and Yeah. Yeah. Which even the New York Times said, a uh, remarkable number given the fact that we're in the midst of a trade battle with China. Everything, right. Everything's continuing. Which on. just got more badly overnight. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, if you're not following that whole story. So, China agreed to a whole bunch of stuff a long time ago, then backed in, out. In April, right. And then backed out and then continued to say that they're not going to give in to the stuff that they agreed to. Not right. moving fast enough. Not moving fast enough. Right. And now Trump's going to say, all right, 10 more percent. Yep. She does not strike me as the kind of guy who gets overly nervous when things are a little rocky, as, you know, dictator for life. So, yeah, they're they're going to weather this period of discomfort and anger and lower trade and wait for the American consumers slash producers to squeal, put pressure on the White House. Anybody who puts pressure on, pressure on Xi will put them in a re-education camp. Right. We'll see. This is high stakes stuff, man. This I've said this before. I will stand by this. This is the the critical issue of the Trump administration. This is the make or break. Well, that's true, and it also might be the make or break of whether or not China takes over uh, as the biggest economy. Because if Trump isn't successful at this, or for whatever reason has to back out, they outweigh us. You know, new president, whatever. It'll never happen again. There will never be anybody with the political will to do this. I have a feeling you're right, yeah. Yep. Never. Nobody would ever have the guts to do this. It's too risky. All economists say it's a terrible idea. Well, so far, it's, you know, well, wait look at the minute. jobs numbers. Today. All economists. That's a grotesque overstatement. Shocking, and I will not leave it unchallenged. It's uh, it's going to be a difficult road. But it has to happen. Yeah, well, that's, I, I heard... We did an extra-long podcast with Molly Hemingway yesterday. We'll talk about it later. But I, I saw her on the TV show yesterday. She said this is incredibly risky. 
could really damage the economy. If the longer it goes on, it could be. She said, but if anybody's got an alt- alternate idea of how to handle this, they should put that forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the knee-jerk Trump's an idiot criticism uh, is utterly unhelpful. Um, what are you going to do? It's very much like, and no disrespect intended, like an abusive relationship. You're getting beat up. Now, actually leaving or, or changing that dynamic that can be dangerous. That can be really tense. But at one, at some point, you decide, I'm not going to get beat up anymore. And, and our relationship, our trade relationship with China is like that. Mm. Am I going to be paying $50 for a plate of sweet and sour pork? That's what I wonder. <sighs> Imagine the nightmare. Farmers have their problems. I have mine. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. Uh, pretty good. I think I told you recently I had got some new glasses and I couldn't see out of them. Yeah. The prescription to me too. Is good. It turns out I went there yesterday to, to uh, see what was going on with these things and they put in the wrong prescription. They, uh, the guys are, oh, I didn't know you wanted to be able to see at a distance. He's, uh, I just assumed you just wanted to read a book with him. I, I didn't know they did such a thing. So I guess you could only see within a foot. So those are, they gave you reading glasses and you thought you were getting regular glasses? Right. Right. Was this, uh, does it rhyme with uh, Bosco? No, no, it okay. doesn't. Right. But um, I went to an expensive boutique place. And I can't see a freaking thing out of my $1,000 glasses. Oh, yeah. Very frustrating. in the water. Those had better be x-ray glasses for a grand. It was two pair, to be fair. But oh, okay. Still can't see anything, so. So it solves the mystery. So I thought I told the guy I said I thought I was going crazy. I was really worried because I couldn't see three feet in front of me, three or four <laughs> feet, and I thought you know something had gone really wrong. And so that, that's something that should be uh, more publicized. So I did a little research on this after we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. It's very common for places to get prescriptions wrong. Um, we we all should be aware of that. I, my whole life I've just gone well, you know. I guess I'll get used to it, or they tell you you'll get used to it. Um, it yeah. might not be right. Is there not a? In fact, tr- there's a decent chance it's not right. Is there not a try them on in the store? The moments when you pick up the glasses, or are they just yeah, ship it's to not, you? Or? It's not quite that simple though. If you've yeah. been a glasses wearer, I mean, it's it. You're used to not being able to see, so then you put on glasses where you can see, so it's really different than what you're used to. And there is a getting used to it process they claim, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm happy to be empowering people if after a couple of days they think, these are just not right. right. Y'all are, you're correct. It happens a lot. Yeah, I think it's one out of five times or something like that. It's it's, it's fairly common. that's, That's kind of our thing around here, isn't it? Anyway, empowering I'm, people, encouraging them, letting letting them know you're not wrong. I made the receptionist. Empa- Michael, I'm I'm He's on got a, speech a roll of all sorts right, here. Right. I'd ask you to stop your <laughs> chirping. So much for encouraging people. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'd encourage him to shut up. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty encouraging the nation. No? Why's everything got to be a slogan? And get it. I just, well, when a great one comes really? along, you got to grab it. Yeah. I'll keep oh, working boy. on it. Michael, back to your chirping. All I was going to say was I made the receptionist laugh by pretending to run into the wall as I laughed. Oh, that's funny. Oh, a comedy because, See, I couldn't see. Yeah, that's why. My glasses were wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You've done it again. There's a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well now. We all know that the windshield is much larger than the rear view for a reason. That's because we should always be looking forward, mm. ahead, not backwards, behind. <laughs> I, I love those kind of sayings. Tiring <laughs> metaphor. 
<laughs> and so that's why I have my eyes on the next Democratic debate. Right now, we currently have seven people who have already qualified. There are two that are really close, one that's a little bit farther behind. The seven that have uh, qualified, you got the Biden, uh, Booker, Mayor Pete, Harris, O'Rourke, Sanders, and Warren. Castro and Yang have already surpassed the 130,000 donors, individual donors that they need, but they have yet to hit the 2% in four separate polls. Mm. Uh, and Amy Klobuchar has uh, met the polling threshold, but she only has, she's about 10,000 donors short. Where um, it'd be a lot easier yeah. to come up with a way to make the donors happen than oh, the yeah. polling happen. You you could pull some strings or sure. do some things. I even think there wow. was some some hanky stuff going on with Andrew Yang where he had qualified in a poll, but the last poll that he qualified on, the they disqualified that as a qualifying poll. Mm-hmm. And so now he's going to yeah. do it again. Wow. How do the polls qualify? Uh, Thumbing, thumb uh. on the scale. Anti-Asian bias. I do have a list of things that didn't come up in the debates that's pretty interesting. Oh, boy. I'll bet it is. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? On this Friday, I want to stress to all those tempters and temptresses out there, I am just saying no. No to scratchers. No to any investment in sport. After that large lump of luck fell in my lap a few weeks ago, I am abstaining from any sort of gaming. I'm banking my luck for a while, and then bam, (laughs) when that time is right, I will be back. Wow. Banking your luck. Yes. So like your bank, your luck account is is, is low? Is yes. that what you're saying? No. Is that how that works? He needs I, to wait for a luck surplus and then yeah. he can get back into it. Right. right. Well, you have to gauge the market. Now, the, the, the market. market. The, the luck market. Of, of yes. Scratchers. Yes. <laughs> Lazy young sense. people would use their luck credit card and get into debt. Right. But Marshall saves his luck yes. until he has enough to buy some gambling. Luck debt is not where you want to be. Right. Right. No exactly. Please. Worst kind. I used up all my luck. Yeah. <laughs> Worst kind of debt. Oof. It'd be tough to cross the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be already Friday, August 2nd, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program? Here we go now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. A London man was fined for eating a squirrel at a vegan food festival. In his defense, it was the least gross thing to eat there. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yes! I like that joke. Beat up all the vegans! <laughs> what's, uh, what's our other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump revs up another rally, targets the Dems, open borders, inner-city erosion, and sleepy-eyed Joe. We got a record-setting jobs report just released, and America's got a new favorite fast food chain. There has been a shake-up at the top. Really? What? Really? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. I'll be darned. Huh. Um, uh, how does mailbag look? Outstanding, wow. but it must wait first for Cal. Clips of the Week Ooh, is coming up in a moment or two. So good. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Took my kids to Toy Story 4 yesterday. Thorough review of the movie later in the show. With the key being it, it's the most frightening of the Toy Story movies. This oh, really? idea is a bunch of malarkey. It was, it was full-on disturbing at one point. So more on Really? That. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Like haunt your dreams disturbing. I feel like I ought to be hip to that as a uh, as an avid fan of the first three, which I've seen many, many times with my chillins, or now a groan. 
I feel like I ought to be up to date on the fourth one. More on that to come. Mailbag needs to wait for a moment or two, as stated previously, because first it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I've always liked American wines better than French wines. Your Fortnite World Champion, Booga! This is the most money a kid's ever gotten to play video games that wasn't on Michael Jackson's lap. What the hell? We should just take all this down. How about the 35 million Americans who work who are one illness away from financial bankruptcy? Talk to them. Focus on them. They're going to vote. We cannot let the bastard that did this tear us down. Right now, it will be Sleepy Joe, I think. Um, I feel he'll limp across the line. Yada, yada, yada. Dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred. You're wrong. I wrote the damn bill. This is an example of wish list economics. We will tax the hell out of the wealthy. Those the army kids. And the opposite of Donald Trump is an Asian man who likes masks. You're dipping into the Kool-Aid and you don't even know the flavor. So the first thing that I'm going to do when I'm president is I'm going to Clorox the Oval Office. What's wrong with you people? is advising you dizzying exhausting was that annoying was that you're dipping in the kool-aid kool-aid and you don't even know the flavor is supposed to be a really devastating blow i think or did everybody so. just think what are we talking about i, I love a metaphor i love a, a a slogan like that a saying what does it mean for whatever how important it was and whatever this metric means it was the most tweeted about line of both nights of the debate really I, I didn't. Maybe I th- it was. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really just. I thought it was over the top, obvious, trying to get a zinger in, and not attached to a particular topic in any way, though. Well, That's... and a a black zinger. Remember, because gotcha. Cory Booker right. is desperate to get any black votes. He's over here. I'm a black guy. Come on, Joe Biden. He's as white as could be. Who's you know, you know, Cory Booker, Booker grew up in an almost 100 percent white neighborhood that has zero percent poverty. That's how he spent his entire life growing up, and right. then he moved to. And he went uh, to Harvard and Yale or whatever. Yeah, and Oxford. Oxford. There you Stanford go. and Oxford. Yes. <clears throat> Mailbag. It's like he's uh, dipping into the Beaujolais and doesn't even know the vintage. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be more accurate for the ma- majority of his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have two freedom-loving quotes of the day today. We might just devote Mailbag to that. And one of them is right out of that, at that, what we were just talking about. The great G.K. Chesterton, English author. It's a great name. Oh, I know. I wish my name was G.K. something. I would rather a boy learned in the toughest schools the courage to hit a politician or gained in the hardest school the learning to refute him rather than that he should gain in the most enlightened school the cunning to copy him. Hmm. He'd rather he'd rather see kids engaged in more of the rough and tumble and the not part of the elite structure. He's saying, I don't want all my Supreme Court justices from Harvard. 
I don't want all these people who have gone to the same schools, and I don't want my kid or our English kids to go to that school desperate to echo those people in their views. Better they should come from, you know, Indiana, Kentucky, Montana, at at all, and and challenge those elitist views. Like you can that. hardly go wrong reading G.K. Chesterton. That's some good stuff there. A lot of limericks, huh? Knock-knock jokes, that was his Not uh, so much. No? I'd misunderstood. He's got a series of novels that I've never been into, but his, uh, his nonfiction stuff is good. So, what's his best-known title, Jack? Oof, You're well read. Off the top of my head. Uh, probably the, the book he wrote about St. Francis. Oh, St. Yeah. Francis behind the music? <laughs> right. All right, so your other freedom-loving quote of the day. This is more about personal freedom, and this is so good. It's Jordan Peterson, the uh, Canadian psychologist, professor, lecturer, writer. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. If you're going to compare yourself, compare it to you yesterday. Hmm. I like that. Onward and upward. I'm more tired than I was yesterday. Who's with me? Excuse me. I was skinnier yesterday. (laughs) But that's productive. Donald J. Trump just tweeted, really bad news, exclamation point. The Baltimore house of Elijah Cummings was robbed. Too bad. Is that true? (laughs) Did Elijah Cummings' house get robbed last night? I shall uh, seek confirmation. Did did Stephen Miller do it? (laughs) (laughs) Or was the the giant rats broke into his house, carried off his television set? (laughs) I guess we'll delve into the story, Jack, and and gather the facts as they stand. Uh, So Marshall's News and that on the way. Too bad! Armstrong and Getty. Here's a title from G.K. Chesterton, if you want to be the most uh, esoteric radio show in America. But yes. His book, What's Wrong with the World. That's a good, <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a good book to read. That's right up my alley. There <laughs> <laughs> could be a lot of kidding? books. There could be eight volumes of that. Wow. Uh, wow, what a great title. <laughs> so Trump just tweeted out, really bad news, exclamation mark. The Baltimore House of Elijah Cummings was robbed. Too bad, exclamation mark, which is a... We can tell from your reading. It was so dramatic. You don't need to say the punctuation. So what's going on there? Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Question mark. It was confirmed. Police say the break-in happened last Saturday morning at Cummings House in the city's Druid Heights neighborhood. A lot of chanting in Druid Heights. Monoliths, robes. A lot of of goat sacrificing. According to uh, the report I've got, they're they're saying it's unclear if anything was taken, but the house was indeed broken into. How about the president taking a shot? Ah, boy, that's sad. There's no need, sir. No need. Trump, by the way. Wait, if they find if they find who did it and it's a Trump supporter in oh, any way, that's going to be an ugly story. Oh, MAGA painted on his wall or something. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, well, then it's probably fake. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, if, if nothing was taken, it probably was something political. Unless, you know, security came along and scared the person off. The I mean, giant rats scared them off. Right. <laughs> or be. they were just eating. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. They broke into his house and were eaten by the rats. Right. Bones and all. Meanwhile, President Trump came out swinging at the uh, rally last night in Cincinnati, taking aim at familiar targets, but playing down any racial overtones. He was in front of a raucous crowd for nearly an hour and a half, unleashing broadside after broadside against his political foes. The rage-filled Democrat Party is trying to tear... America apart. Ooh, I'm against that. The Democrat Party is now being led by four left-wing extremists who reject everything that we hold dear. That's even worse. Trump, Trump going on to say that Democrats are indeed responsible for neglect corruption, and decay in many of the cities they govern. Yes. No one has paid a higher price for the far left's destructive agenda than Americans living in our nation's inner cities. They have paid a dear price. You see what's happening? You see our inner cities. We spend billions and billions and billions for years and years and years, and it's stolen money, and it's wasted money, and it's a shame. I've seen pushback against that in the left-wing media this morning. That I did. These programs are wasteful. How dare you say it? it's so obviously true. It is completely true. I have plenty of problems with the Republican Party these days, but you want a city to get better, put a solid Republican in charge of it for a while. You want it to get worse, put the Democrats in charge. You heard me. At the rally, President Trump also went after China and China's trade practices and said he's going to impose 10% tariffs on the remaining $300 billion in Chinese imports that he hasn't already taxed. Wow. Trump telling the crowd at his rally last night, the Chinese, well, they may want to make a deal or maybe they're just waiting around. They would love to see a guy like Sleepy Joe Biden who has no clue what the hell he's doing. They'd say to Sleepy Joe, Sir, just sign right there. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, boy. I'll sign. We're losing hundreds of billions of dollars a year to China. It has to stop, and they understand that. The comedy stylings of Donald J. Trump. The middle school playground comedy stylings. Unbelievable. I keep thinking of so I watched. Oh yeah, okay, I'll sign one. Duh. <laughs> okay, that's what he would be like. Yeah, <laughs> I watched a YouTube video with Henry Kissinger on it, and he's a uh, he's a uh, thinker about the world, going way back. One of the most respected voices in foreign policy in the world, and he said considered pres- a war criminal by some, Jack. And mm-hmm. and but but presidents, Obama met with him. Presidents left and right have met with him, and sure. certainly in recent years. Yeah. Um. Uh, but he said President Xi is uh, not a man to be uh, underestimated, to trifle with, and he's a very tough man. And he said President Xi is not looking for military conflict, but he's certainly not a guy that would shy away from it. I, that, I just wow. found that chilling. Wow. But that's Kissinger's read on the personality of the guy that's the president for life of China now. Wow, I would take that counsel very seriously. Oof. Oof. Can you imagine? She decides, you know what? That's not off the table. Let's exchange a couple of blows. Oh, no, that was his whole point. It's not even close to off the table. Right. right. Is he kind of sort of even spoiling for it a little bit, maybe? Well, you you just said he's not, but there are degrees of spoiling for something. 
No. Yeah, well, you know that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of guy, but there's a kind of guy that I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make it very clear. You try to stop me, I'm going to punch you. Right. <laughs> I've known guys like that. They're not right. starting a fight, but they have no problem with it happening. And uh, apparently, she's that kind of guy, which I hope we're aware of. We got good news this morning. The nation's economy added 164,000 jobs in July, and that's better than some economists forecast of 154,000. It brings the total U.S. labor force to a record 163.4 million. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, unemployment stays unchanged at 3.7%. So. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Even the New York Times, which usually puts a negative spin on the headlines, said the U.S. economy added 164,000 jobs. As hiring continued at a steady clip despite a trade war with China and a global slowdown. Yeah, it could be argued that this is the perfect time to lift that weight. Oh, it's probably the best time. Yeah, whether it works out or not, we shall see. It's still a it's a tough uh, nut to crack. But. And if it doesn't work, I mean, if it ends yeah. up being a catastrophe, history will 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 beat up Trump as as is just completely obvious that it was a stupid thing to do. Mm. Uh, I guarantee you, that's how it will be seen throughout history. Even though Democrats and Republicans are are backing him, Schumer's got his back on this one. So right. that's that's one of the right. the political cover that he's getting. I'm trying to find the labor participation rate. One of our uh, more lefty listeners challenged us to, right. that we used to mention that during the Obama administration to, to keep doing that. So I'm I'm trying to find it. How do you judge that? Because I'm at work, but I'm not really participating. Oh boy! No, that counts. That counts. Yeah, you're yeah. working, but you're not yeah. laboring very much. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, we've got a new market for satisfaction. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry, Marshall. As long as uh, I've had this quickly. Yes. An influx of 370,000 new workers to the labor force brought the participation rate up to 63%. It's highest since March. That's not that historically helpful. Do you remember March? That's several weeks ago. All right. Everything was different in March. All right, I'll try to find more info for you. All right, we got a new Market Force Satisfaction survey just released, and there's been a change at the top. In and out is out as America's favorite fast food chain. I okay, yeah. They they regularly win those things for yep. best burger. Whatever. Yeah, I like In and Out. Okay, it just, I don't find it. Uh, they're perfectly fine. But yeah, there's a cult the right. of personality right, around this. Right, it's the right. Emperor's New Burger. They're, yeah. they're so worried to uh, to say it's just fine I that they'll l- get kicked out of the club. I, and I love In and Out from the standpoint right. of their employees are all great. They oh, work so it. hard. Yeah, they're right. so friendly. I wish every that might be why people like them so much. I mean, it's just got. It's just such a different thing than if you go to several other places you're well aware of. Sure. Wherever yeah. people seem to be angry that you came in there. <laughs> right. If you can understand them well enough to understand how angry they are. Right. Well, you know who's just bumped Chick-fil-A out of the top spot? Oh. Or, I'm sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I screwed that up. Well, I'd say. Chick-fil-A now holds the number one spot in the news survey. God, I need a Chick-fil-A right now. Like I said, I need to buy a franchise and put it on my way home. That was just like when that uh, one dumb movie won the Oscar over the other uh, oh, right. movie. Oh, the, and the, the Moonlight and uh, the, the, yeah, the right. musical one. La La Land. La La Land. Yeah. 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 A, nice job, Marshall. There you go. <laughs> It was for satirical effect. <laughs> I moved th- within very short distance to a Chick-fil-A, and I have taken much advantage of that. Oh, oh, oh. Chick-fil-A. Oh. I love the In-N-Out. You know, the one thing, the, the reason it's got that cultish uh, following is it's a scarcity. You can't get yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. So West mm. Coasters, you know, they, they yearn for it. They pine for it. They talk about it. 
It's a very good burger. Oh, and stop having a secret menu in and out. Don't make me go to the dark web <laughs> to figure out the full thing Wrong. that you can give me. You're just not in, man. Oh, that's your I'm news. out. You're <laughs> out. Both of you are out. I'm in. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, encouraging the nation. I'd like a double-double Singapore style with a glance toward Bangkok. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. And the plucky young man winks at me on the way, sir. And I just say, I'll have one of the cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Fool! The only burger, my, the only burger my son will eat. Uh, he, he eats very few things, but he'll eat the In and Out. So oh, we go there a lot. It's a fine burg. Um, uh, I wonder if it's kind of. Th- th- hmm. I find that interesting only from a from a from the standpoint right. of Chick Fil A and In and Out both pay a little more and hire better people. Yeah. And I wonder how much that has to do with people's opinion, or are people just talking about the food? No, no, they're talking about the better quality of food and the much friendlier workers. Well, it's the com- overall it's, experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, yep. it's it's night and day difference yep. yeah. from McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah, yeah. God dang it! I mean, I, I saw a McDonald's commercial just a couple of minutes ago that I was trying to decide whether to bring up or not, and I don't think it'd do us any good, but. Have you been to one of the fancy new McDonald's though that are the that, that, that high tech with the big screens and now they have the tables with 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 big stools on them like you're at a the, the, some sort of sports bar or something like that. Oh, that's I mean, cool. Yeah, it's a no, completely I have not different been in a look. McDaniel's in many it's many a, years. It's a completely different look, yeah. but the employees are the same. So to me, yeah. eh. well, my challenge was in this commercial. There's this really skinny gal, really pretty, skinny though noticeably willowy, on a park bench, absolutely making love to this McDonald's hamburger. And I'm thinking, you show me that woman in real life, all right? (laughs) Not only does she have one occasionally, it's clearly her favorite thing. I mean, she would abandon her boyfriend, her husband. She would sell her children before she would give up that burger. She like that's how much. I, I'm, I'm thinking you show me that girl in real life. All right, sell her children. You give me 15 minutes, I can I can pack a Greyhound bus with big old heavy people who like the McDonald's. But that girl there, I don't know. We're gonna talk to somebody smart at some point about the the latest wrinkle in the the China trade war and how that whole thing is going. Things that got left out of the debates is kind of interesting. Game Topics. of Thrones didn't come up. That's true. Yeah. It did not come up at all. Plus, the Ruskies have, uh, and and we now have abandoned the intermediate uh, missile trade ban, or, uh, ban uh, treaty. So uh, we'll talk to a foreign policy expert about that, too. I tell you what, there's a lot, a lot of geopolitical uncertainty right now. Dang! Didn't Ian Bremmer last time we talked to him say it's the most he's seen in, in, in many, many years? We might be talking to Ian Bremmer today, which would be exciting. That'd be fun. Anyway, I hope you can stick around. Lots of good stuff. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's time we have that uncomfortable conversation about race in America. And we will in a little while, if you're privileged to get the next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show. If not, it's always available via podcast. You can check it out. But uh, one of the moments in the debate the other night got a lot of people's attention as one of the candidates was bringing up white privilege, so we'll discuss that. Also, in a moment, 
It's funny. I was just getting a little caffeine juice in the lunchroom, and uh, there's the uh, CNN on. I guess I think people see it as MSNBC is obviously left, and Fox is obviously right. So let's go with CNN. CNN is so far freaking left. I mean, it's unbelievable. And and also just bad. And bad. That's a good point. Uh, so anyway, it's on in in the lunchroom, and they're talking in their serious tones about pressure for impeachment building. And I'm like, whoa, God. Wow. You people are still... It's like walking... You flip it on ESPN, and they're still arguing angrily about deflate gate. It's like, what's the matter with you? Are you damaged? Is this a throwback? But pressure is building on Nancy Pelosi. Some of the details are, are, are pretty interesting. We'll get to those in a moment or two. First, though, this is utterly without reason, except that it's so amusing. The Cats movie trailer, leaving everyone befuddled and disturbed, and many people asking... What's the plot of this movie? Well, uh, legendary uh, Oscar-winning actor Idris Elba attempts to explain. Uh, of note, he is in this movie. Right. He, he has he has a part in the he Cats is movie. A cat. Yes. Yes. No, it's a it's a classic. It's a big musical. Sure, Andrew, Andrew Lord Webber. Right. And it is a, it's a, I guess it's about a, a cat. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe how, more than one. How Maybe am I doing? How am I doing? Very okay. good. And it's one cat's journey towards what is essentially cat heaven. Okay. okay. And the idea is that we all, you know, we aspire to get towards cat heaven. There's this young cat, and she gets sort of, you know, taken on this story about how to get to cat heaven or what you should do to get into cat heaven. How am I doing? Does anyone know what the story is? (laughs) (laughs) I just found that delightful. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Well, I guess it doesn't have to have a story. It's one of the most successful oh, things ever. Right. I've seen the dang old stage play. And good it, for you. It's yeah, it's it's about life, and it's an excuse for Andrew Lloyd Webber to write a bunch of schmaltzy tunes that women really like. And that's fine. If you like it, good for you. Enjoy it. If, like me, you don't stay away from it. Trust me, fellas. Stay away. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, listen to this, would you? The... As of this morning, there were 117 House Democrats who say they'd support a formal impeachment inquiry, whatever that means. Uh, that's one short of a majority of the Democratic caucus in the uh, House. And Nancy Pelosi was asked a while ago, uh, what would you do if there was a majority? And she said, when that happens, ask me. For now, there's just there's not nearly enough support. Well, now there almost is. If you got a majority, you have to at least you have to at least tip your cap to it, don't you? You got to pay attention to it. Yeah, and I wonder what the uh, the the queen of the house, who makes Cersei from Game of Thrones look like a a, a shrinking violet, when that moment comes, I wonder if they she calls out. The Congress people are just signaling their anti-Trump virtue. It's like the guy in a bar says, let me at him. Let me, quit holding me back. Let me at him. And right. you say, all right, go ahead. And he said, well, we should probably talk it out. I mean, these people are acting all tough and aggressive for their uh, lefty districts. But when it comes time to actually do what virtually everybody agrees would be a disastrous, uh, you know, it'd be like the Crusades. It'd just be a terrible idea. I wonder what they say then. But... Hey, There's nothing at stake. We had a discussion before the show who we wanted to have on to talk about uh, trade with China and that sort of stuff. And there's yeah. a number of guests we like, and we got a good one coming up. Uh, if you get next hour um, from the Eurasia group that we like, we'll fire on a Mer- Meredith Sumter and uh, have her on. But um, 
Gordon Chang, we were throwing our habit him on. We've had him on in the past. We really yes. like him. And somebody texted because I saw he's been making the rounds on the shows this week. Mm-hmm. He's a thinker, talker about all things uh, China. And he was on yesterday, said uh, this text, guys, you've got to get Gordon Chang on. Yesterday he was on a radio show telling about how the Chinese are creating hybrids. They're implanting human embryos in womb, chimpanzee wombs. Ooh. Human embryos in chimpanzee wombs, likely to produce organs for transplants. And he oh, said the international what? community needs to engage the Chinese so he can keep an eye on this. It could hurt the human race. So they're, wow. Well, that puts us one step away from a P of the A's. A planet of, by, and for the apes. Right. Well, listen, if you've seen <laughs> the movies, you would not be chuckling like a fool. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. No, not the old ones we can suits the new ones with the cgi with caesar the giant chimp the super intelligent compassionate yet warrior chimp (laughs) takes over the world that's what china's working on a planet of the chimps who are technically apes so uh sean who watches the stock market very carefully as he's uh, gotten into the investment world can't wait to see how this transition ends go on was talking about well it gets into china it, it, uh, uh, it, he was talking about, uh, Sean was talking with me off the air about how you could watch the stock market going up when they announced, uh, uh, cutting the rates. Oh, yes. Shoot it, shut up. And then as soon Bye. as, and then as soon as Trump came out and said 10 more percent on the tariff, burn ah, the summer. <laughs> yeah, the first half of the day yesterday was great. And then whoopsie daisy. All right. Yeah. They don't like uncertainty, I'm told. I don't like uncertainty either. Nobody does. I also don't like, uh, humans inside of chimpanzee wombs. Super intelligent, super powerful Chinese chimp men. <laughs> Run for your lives. <laughs>